0: Good morning, folks, and just waiting to go live here on and... both things here. So give me two seconds. I'm trying to get all this working. as technology doesn't work for me well. Okay, how you doing, folks? Welcome to another edition of the Morning Glory session. So, last yesterday, I uh, received a message that made me laugh. Um, so, a guy asked me, said, "Listen, Paul, I understand what you're saying. He actually don't understand what I'm saying, but he goes." All I want to know is how to train. And it's a very good point. I do go very deep into the the psychology side of why we train and things like that. And most people just want um, simple, basic information because they want to train. But my point is, listen, you're seeing the world from your own perspective, right? What do you think you want? I'm seeing it from 15 years of coaching people like you. And understanding the reason why you're still not happy the way you are, even though you've been training for the last God knows how many years. So when he said to me, I want to, I just want the information on how to train. My question back then was, Why? Why do you want to know that? You already know that every single person in this world has access, everyone watching this has access, sorry, to the computer, to the internet. So at the tip of your fingers, the point you can just type something in, get a program from Google, get anything you want, information on YouTube on how to do cattle kettlebells, how to do anything you want. Demo, how's it going, mate? haven't seen you in a long time. Hope you're keeping well. So they're asking me, what, so what's the point in asking me how to train? If you've got all this information at your fingertips and you've got it 24-7, why are you not doing the work? And that was my question, Demo. It's like, well, why do you just want that information? Well, why I want to because I want to learn, to I want to lose a bit of weight. Why do you want to lose a bit of weight? And I would start going to the questions. And this is why people avoid this because when you start asking these, these questions, it's like poking, just poking, 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 and it's annoying. If someone pokes you in the ribs, you're like, Fuck off, and you just keep poking, keep poking, keep poking, and eventually people lose the plot. But the reality is, you're on to train because you're not happy with your current state now. You've probably jumped from gym to gym and trainer to trainer and program to program for God knows how many years, and you're still not where you want to be. Have you ever thought to ask yourself, why? Why is it with all this technology, all the knowledge, availability equipment, gyms fucking coming up every street corner, PT's coming out of every arsehole, programs available on the internet that you still have not reached your goal? It's because training is not you. You want the train is not the problem. You want the train is what you think the solution is to your problem. You're not happy with your body shape. You're not happy with your body shape, probably because you haven't. You've experienced things and you've you've, you've turned to food as like a comfort mechanism without even realizing the the. The ease of life at this moment in time, you know, we're not COVID thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about just in modern day living, of where food is so easily and available and it's abundance, but it's all mostly processed, sugary, you know, corn syrup in America, whatever you want. All these things are they're there for to make people money. You know, there's people in high places with a lot of power at their fingertips. Who are pumping us full of this bullshit, full of this crap, and we are consuming it and we're becoming addicted because somewhere inside our souls, there is an emptiness. There is something missing inside of us. And we use that, we use this this, like the addiction of food or whatever it is as a way to fill the void. And then when when we when we try to train, it's we're maybe acknowledging we're not happy with ourselves, but we've been conditioned so much to expect things so easily that when the real work comes, we just run away from it. There is no substitute for hard work when it comes to you changing your body, whether it be mentally or physically. If you want to change yourself mentally, you have to do the work. You have to go through the pain. In fact, changing yourself mentally is a lot more challenging than physical. Physical, you can change yourself in 12 weeks. just needs a bit of commitment, a bit of dedication. Changing yourself mentally, changing those habits, changing those thought patterns are what's going to change you on a permanent basis, but that is going to mean you're going to have to go through a lot of pain and you're going to have to go through a lot of um, recognising that what you've been doing is wrong and that how you enjoy doing things is probably the reason why you are the way you are, and you're going to have to give up that shit or you're going to have to change it. Paddy, how's it going? Danny, how's it going, mate? We Keeping well? So when we do these things, when, when, when I talk the way I talk... A lot of people don't like it, don't really care. I'm um I'm highlighting the the issues that most people want to avoid approaching. Now, the reason I do this is because I'm very open about mental health problems and my suicide attempts. I tried to kill myself at least six times, and I have done that. Thankfully, I'm shit at it, but I have done that because there was something inside of me that was not happy. And I was training, I was doing MMA, like, listen. I, I'm lucky enough to have been one of the pioneers in this country when it comes to MMA. I was bullied so badly as a kid that MMA sort of gave me this, this outlet to try to defeat the bullies. I remember as a kid I was about six years old, seven years old watching Bruce Lee and thinking that I wanted to beat Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee could take these six or seven fellas on and beat them all up. And then I wanted to do that because there were six or seven bullies hitting me all the old time. And then I'd watch a Bruce Lee film. I'd have the balls. I'd to, to take on the bullies and get my balls knocked in, that was just my life, so I went through this, this cycle from when I was 8 years old of in the martial arts to try to find a certain way to defeat the bullies, but what I didn't realise was, and it's only now I'm getting older and I'm fucking wiser that it wasn't the bullies it was the problem, it was my mindset, it was me fearing the bullies, and martial arts, what martial arts and MMA done for me, especially MMA done for me, was it give me like a sort of structure, a belief system, a very spiritual belief system, so we say the yin and yang type of thing, you know, black and white, night and dark, day and night and all that type of stuff, um, it gave me that sort of structure That is, that slowly, as I've, as I've become a coach, it's um, evolved into the person I am today, and I, talk, I have the confidence and the belief to talk the way I talk today, because I know what I'm saying is actually true. It's based in science. I've read so many psychology books. I've read so many mindset books. I've went to so many seminars. I've studied it my whole life because of my suicidal tendencies in a way to try to defeat it. And through this, and then coupled with 15 years of coaching um, MMA and coaching guys like, like yourselves, I've I've been able to put all that information that I've gathered and all that experience, I've been able to put it into a system that, and then evolve that system and, and to a point where I understand that if you if you understand that if you buy into what I'm saying and you practice it, you will start getting the results. Now listen, it takes a long time for it. Most people take a long time. I have just suddenly become like, shall we say, enlightened with my all my thoughts this last maybe six or seven weeks, or something's happened in the last six or seven weeks where I've just realized that fuck everything that I've done in my life is starting to accumulate to this point, and I'm starting to get to the point where I'm recognizing and realizing maybe what my mission in life is, I don't know. What it's it's making me a lot different, it's making me think a lot differently. I'm becoming I'm acting a lot differently. But in order to, do, in order to get this point, I had to go through fucking hell. I put a video out about, I think it was September 2019, about the time that I was minutes away from killing myself. Luckily, Gail intervened. Um, this is before Gail and I were together, and Without her, I wouldn't be here talking today because I was at such a low point in my life because I was lying to myself continuously. The cost of my lies, the cost of my trying to present to the world someone I wasn't created the problem in my mental health. And it's I see it prevalent throughout society. Like so many people, I'm very, very good at reading body language. As a doorman, 17 years, it's just natural. I was a MMA fighter for 20 years, coach for 20 years, and I could see when people were fighting. There's if you're an MMA fighter, or you're an MMA coach. You can see the ebb of battle. You can see when it's going to flow. If you've got a fighter who's fighting, the next one he gets hit a big shot and they step back. You know that step back is stepping away from pain. And all of a sudden, when they get rocked the confidence in a young fighter will go and you can see it happen and their confidence goes and they're there, they're trying to, but something in their mind stops them from going forward. It's just something that happens. And this is body language. This is You've got to remember that I think it's something like 64% of communication is through body language. That's why the the, the, the words we use, the, the actual words we use, is only 7% of communication. You've got body language 64%, then tonality is something like 28%, 29%, and then your actual words used only 7%. So when we talk, when we're trying to articulate what we're saying, I'm not listening to, I don't really, really listen to people. I've gotten myself into the, the mindset or the way of thinking that I watch what they're saying and that I watch and I listen to how they're saying it. Now they're high or low or they look away or they can't look at me. It's all these wee small, subtle tints. They just tell you if the person's what they're saying and what they're doing is wrong congruent or not, and if if there's what they're saying isn't wrong congruent with their body language, I know that they're trying to they're trying to make me believe something, but their body language is giving away because because we don't um we can control what we say, but we can't really control what we say and control our body language to make them run congruent because unless you know what you're looking for, you don't know how to do it. So this is this is why when I talk to people and they tell me, oh, listen, I, I, I know I'm happy the way I am, but they're looking down their feet or even their feet. This is another one that I do a lot of. I would watch a lot of people when they come to the gym they that they would talk to me, and the first thing I do is when I hit the uncomfortable conversations, I look at what, what direction their knees or feet are. Because if their feet are pointing towards the door, even if they're looking at me to guess and their feet are pointing the other way, I know they're wanting to get out of there. They're subconsciously they're looking for an escape route because they're what I'm talking to them about is not comfortable. And then I fucking hone in on that, and I really, really do not let go until they start maybe opening up. Sometimes they'll close away, and I have to back off. But at least it's planted that seed. And this is this is where. This journey has brought me, it's brought me to a point where I know that when people tell me, oh, I just want to lose weight. No, you don't want to just lose weight. You want to lose weight because there's something in your life that's not happy. You are not happy with certain aspects in your life and you want to change. But the thought of change, the, the thought of change, actually, that's wrong. The thought of change is easy. The action of change is a lot harder. When you actually have to step up and give up the food, when you have to step up and change the habits, when you have to expose the real you. That is when you feel the most vulnerable. And when you feel vulnerable, it's it's like your body's gonna go into its natural habits, its natural um, it's natural cycle of protection. It's you if you're if you're unconfident, and here's the other thing I'm saying, I'm gonna go off my tannins here. There is every single one of you watching this right now, <clears throat> in some aspect of your life, you're a lot more confident in in areas than I am. For example, I could walk into a in the room full of 3,000, 4,000, 10,000 people. On stage, have no problem talking about kettlebells. I would own that stage. I, there's no one is gonna fucking tell me more than I already know. You know, well, that's a lie, but you know, I know for a fact that I can go up to 3,000 people and I can make you better kettlebells, and you will walk and you will see my confidence. It's just who I am. I am so confident in my belief in using kettlebells, or my belief in, in how to program for older men or how to teach young guys how to do MMA. I don't, there's guys better than me. John Kavanaugh, fucking, we all know John Kavanaugh. John's a good friend. He is a better MMA coach than me. But that doesn't mean that I am not a good MMA coach. That doesn't mean that for the average guy that I couldn't walk out and teach 3,000 people how to be better at MMA. So I believe myself in that. But if you put me into a position where, like, a currency, where I am shit at numbers, I am going to be terrified. I'm going to shy away. I'm not going to have that confidence to walk up on the stage and talk about currency because I'll make a dick out of myself. So, when you when you come to a gym and you're overweight and you've maybe successful in business, you're maybe successful in everything else, but your actual physical being is not in the position you want to be, you're going to automatically be more reserved, especially if you're a confident guy in your business. If you're an entrepreneur or you've got a really successful business and you're used to being the boss, being the man. And then you come into a position like me and you're going to meet an alpha who's, and I am very full on, and I have no problem admitting that, like, when I'm in the room, I'm in charge. That's who I am, and that's just my personality. But I, I know I can be intimidating. I know I can be full on to your face. But I know that no matter how confident you are in, that, in your home life or your business life, when you come into my position and you're overweight, you're going to be shy. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be like me stepping on the Kate in a stage to talk about accountancy. And you've got to be willing to apply the knowledge you've had, or you've gained, or the the systems, the principles, sorry, that you've applied to build your business, or the principles you've applied to build your family life, um, whatever successful part of your life you've got, you've got to be willing to apply those principles to your life, to your fitness, to your health. None of us are going to be good at everything. We, you, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't born in this world like a genius. You weren't, you weren't Born in the world owning this business, you had to go through a process. You had to go to school, you had to, you had to go through feelings, you had to, you had to like have self-doubt, you had to have all these experiences before you got yourself to the point where you're at today. And it's the exact same for your fitness and health. And when people start realizing this, then you're gonna free yourself from the fear of feeling. Now I know that guy just wanted to train. I understand that he wanted me to give him the magic banana here. Do 2,000 swings and 400,000 burpees every day and you'll lose the weight. It's not going to work, though, is it? It's not going to help you. Your your goal is to feel better. You may think that training is what you want, but what you actually want on a deeper subconscious level is to feel better about yourself. Training is going to be one way to help you bring yourself closer to, to be the person you want to be. But you can't just put or put all your eggs in that one basket. You can't think to yourself, if I just train, I ain't gonna be great. I the amount of guys, listen, I've thrown men, so many men out of my gym because they suck the soul clean out of me. When when you just when you won't listen to the experts, you're paying and you want to continue doing your way because your ego is telling you, you know, I don't want to do that because by doing what I'm asking to do, it's gonna expose you to expose your feelings. So there's no chance, absolutely no chance. There's one guy I'm considering thinking about consider uh in particular. I'm not going to mention his name, but he never listened to me. Now, this guy was, he wasn't a but he was obese. He was carrying probably about three and a half, four stone. I told him that because if you know me, I'm just brutally honest, there's no point in me, mummy, cuddling like, like like, everyone else because the reason you are the way you are today is probably because everyone's let you away with that. So, of no, you're all right. Doc. You know, you're fine. Don't worry about it. But you're not fine. You're literally putting your health at risk. I train guys in their 40s and 50s. We've got kids. We've got a life to live. You're not happy. If you're not happy, it's gonna to relate into your family life, it's gonna lead into to your relationships, it's gonna to release leads into other aspects of your life. My goal for you is to become is to make you the strongest fucking version of yourself you can possibly be. In order to do that, you've got people don't like using this word, but sometimes you gotta man up. You've just gotta look yourself in the mirror and go. I'm a man here. I need to fucking do this for me. Because if I do this for me, then I know it's going to affect my children in a more positive way. Because ultimately, whether you do this or not, whether you do it or not, you're affecting your kids. You can affect you when you're sitting there eating your Doritos and fucking watching Netflix, binge binge watching that shit. Your kids are that's going into your kids' mind. Now you may tell your kids, get off that iPod, go outside and do some work. Go play the football. But if you're sitting there scratching your balls and eating wotsits, I'm telling you, your kids are not thinking about training. They're thinking about going, I want to be like that. You are your kid's first fucking hero. And that means you've got to act the way you want your kids to to act because they're going to watch you. It's, no, it's not fucking do as I say, it's do as I do. And when you realize that, then you're going to fucking, you're going to have to change. But that's the problem because we don't want to acknowledge that. We don't want to actually think to ourselves, fuck, I need to change my ways, because if I change my ways, it's gonna have a direct effect, direct influence on my children's ways. That's a painful, that's a lot of burden to put on us. So what do we do? We hide. We pretend things are okay. We tell ourselves that everything's gonna be all right, and we just continue finding excuses to continue leading the life we live. If I turned around and told you, you've got one day to change your ways, or you're going to die of cancer in the next three weeks, there's a better chance that you're going to take take responsibility for your actions than if I turn around and say to you, listen, you're obese. There's a potential in 10 years' time you could die of some sort of obesity-related disease. You're going to find a way in your head to justify not changing because it's, it's, it's future forecast. It's not in the presence. It's not immediate. It's like a bus. If I see a bus coming at me and it's three foot away, I'm going to fucking jump as fast as I can to try to save my life. If that bus is 500 metres away and I'm in the middle of the road, I'm not going to panic. I'm just going to oh, there's a bus, and I'm going to go the exact same way for you. Now, that guy I was talking about, Matanzas again, that guy I was talking about, he was obsessed with hit. Now, the way I program, a lot of my programs will be, 70% of my workouts are very are held back in the comfort zone. Weights you can control, movements you can control, there's never any stress and there's an accumulative effect over time. But maybe about 10 to 12 minutes at the end of a or at the end of a session, maybe three times a week, I will put in a hard-ass hit type training. Okay, just could be kettlebell swings, could be whatever it is, just depends on the day. But that's all that guy wanted. Now, this guy was eating three fucking land bar packs a day. Three land bars a fucking day. And he was he was blaming me because he wasn't losing weight. And if I told him, listen, do the mobility because his mobility was shocking. He was always in pain. He was always getting injured. I ah, fuck away off that shit. I do. I just want well, any some head and by. What the fuck? You're paying a guy who is an expert in his field to tell you what to do to get you to the point where you want to be. And then whenever he tells you what to do, just because it doesn't. Register with your own mindset. Doesn't register with what you want. You just find a way of saying no, and this is why so many of us are still unhappy with our lives. That guy that messaged me yesterday, he is unhappy with his life. He just wants me to give him the magic banana to get himself back in shape. He wants to, to Paul. Just give me what I need to do to train. I can train for an hour a day. I just want to change all that. Well, you if you train an hour a day every single day and you do it intelligently. And then you accompany, like, how you're thinking about yourself. You're thinking about how you're thinking about yourself. You're ensuring that the the diet you're eating is right. Well, then, over time, you're going to change. But if you're not willing to do all the other aspects and you're just thinking, I'm going to pick this wee one bit and I'm going to hone in on this and I'm just going to keep doing that, how do you expect to change ever? It doesn't happen. So, folks, when when you hear me talking about mindset and you hear me talking, I'm always relating it to training because – how we think about ourselves and how we think about the situation is going to determine how we act in that situation. And if you need to change and you want to the change, then you're going to have to open your mind up to the fact that your thoughts are going to dictate your actions and your actions will dictate your outcomes. Until you do that, there is nothing any trainer can do. I can give you the best program in the world. I can be the best trainer in the world. I got the best gym with the best facility, with the best equipment in the world. But unless you're willing to commit to what's required, there is no mission I can change you. You have to change yourself. All I can do is hold your hand and try to guide you through that process. But if you're not willing to do the work, there's no one can help you. Anyway,